Welcome and join us as we do life as men, tackling relevant topics unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTD Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Balance, also known as KTB Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, myself, Ernie Pena here, and my brother Raymond Durant. What up, people? All right, all right. Just wanted to put a quick plug in there. Uh, This would be episode... Four. Zero zero four. Zero zero four. Zero zero four. All right. Just want to put put a quick plug. If if you don't follow us on Twitter, please do. The Twitter handle is at the KTB Podcast. That is Kilo Tango Bravo Podcast. All right. And uh, so you guys could go ahead and follow us there. I check it on the regular basis. Any feedback or anything like that. Um, I I definitely look at it. Also, we would like to uh, plug in there our email, at which you could. Give a feedback directly, which is uh, KTB podcast at gmail.com. Yep, at gmail. And with, within those, feel free to give us uh, feedback, you know. Um, we, we read those. We haven't gotten any yet, but I We'd will love read to. them. <laughs> We'd, We'd love, love to, to get, get some. some. Yeah, and, uh, put, and put that in there. Um, and you never know. We may even, if you have a question or whatnot, we may even uh, include it in our next episode. Oh, yeah. We're up and coming in. So we, not up and coming as in being great, but we're beginning this, you know? And so anything right now pretty mm. much helps as far as content goes or questions or topics that you would like to see us cover or whatnot. We we definitely welcome any and all uh, criticism Absolutely. or <laughs> feedback. It you helps know? us out. Yes, it does. It does. It does. So that's the plug for that, and now dive into the uh, our our podcast. Oh yeah. So um, what do we got today? Well, you know what? We recently got done with the harvesters and back to back with the Pioneer Rally out in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Sadly, I missed that. Oh uh, yeah, I know, man. We, we I know it was that. I know it was good it, though. I know it was, was good. It was amazing. But you were here for the for the harvesters. Oh, the so harvesters! That's... The harvesters alone, man, and. And I've heard this from multiple people that the harvesters felt it felt like a conference. It did. It, it really, really did. felt like a conference, it man. It really did, man. The the preaching, like just seeing the the growth from the pastors that have been out there for a year or two, just it was just mind blowing. Just seeing how they embrace the gospel, and then you know, just the maturity, man, and the growth was just amazing to see. And that it, it was amazing, harvesters. Good seeing everybody as usual, but it was good. It was refreshing. Yeah, and and, and just so that the listeners know, um, we are part of the Norfolk Potter's House uh, Church, Christian Fellowship Church, here in Norfolk, Virginia. Our pastor is Pastor Carlos Morales. We are longstanding disciples within the church. I've been going to church for uh, 14 plus years. Excuse the flyover of the planes. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a fly zone. People. We're we're in a fly zone, and uh, we're we're in my man cave right now. This is where a lot of the podcasts are being recorded. So every now and then we'll get a little interruption that has to do with the flyovers. Hopefully we won't have any crickets joining us. <laughs> that last episode was riddled with crickets, bro. <laughs> yeah, they just would not shut up. Apologies for that. Well, no, the last episode was with the wives. The woo, the boo. But it was good. No, it was, it was good. good, and, good man. and we have a little side patio that's open, and so mm-hmm. that's where we recorded that last podcast. It yeah. was a lot. The ambiance was a lot nicer, where everybody felt real comfortable. So, right. But normally, a lot of these episodes are being recorded in the man cave. Uh, so 
sometimes at nighttime you will hear crickets every now and then wanting to be part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so just wanted to throw that out there. But so I've been going to the church. I think uh, this next January would be fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, no. Ten years for me and the wife. Man, Raymond has ten been going years. to church for ten years, and both of us also are military veterans. Yeah, uh, we're both we were both in the United States Navy. So every now and then, if you hear us, um, you know, uh, using some military jargon, some military lingo, it's 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 part of our nature. We will do our best to keep any um, civilians in consideration <laughs> and explain what the military jargon is. If we, oh yeah, you know, we'll we'll do our best to. Um, Try to catch ourselves and kind of clarify what the heck we're talking about. Keep each other balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that, because, you know, and a lot of the guys that are probably going to be in the podcast are other disciples, long-standing members in the church that have been there for for three or more years or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of them are prior military yeah. also. I'd say about 90% of the church is prior military. That's right. That's Easy. right. We are in one of the biggest um, Navy bases um, on the East Coast. Yep, the the biggest, the, the Norfolk base, and we also have Oceana base, which is the aviation base out yep. in Virginia Beach, and so stationed at both, uh, along with uh, some military, some army bases um, here also, and, and and joint military base commands here in Norfolk. So, just wanted to give that precursor or pre warning, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But so diving into the harvesters, man, it was amazing and. That's the harvesters that we're talking about for our Norfolk church. And a lot of these pastors have been out in the field for years mm-hmm. and some new baby works and, and it just keeps growing, man. And the, yeah. the spirit of the of the fellowship, you could you could definitely feel it as far as, you know, evangelizing and, and raising disciples in the church and sending them out. And um I I have a calling to preach the gospel one day. Uh Raymond. Uh, I'm not necessarily called to preach, but I know I'm called to uh, do something for God in some capacity, even though it may not be preaching. I'm every Christian is called to do something. That's right. And so, um, it, maybe this is the something. You know, who knows? Doing podcasts, yeah, that's reaching. Right. You know, God knows how many people we can reach with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, pod, podcasts are far reaching, man. Right. And that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to do something like this. Right. Right. Or, you know, being a pillar like like my main man, Dustin. <laughs> the Deacon Dustin. The Deacon Dustin, if, you know. If, if you come and visit our our church, you you will see and know who the Deacon Dustin is. Just look for the sideburns. You'll be good. Look for the sideburns. <laughs> we got to get him on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, man. That'd be good. That guy is. He's got a wealth of knowledge. That'd be good. Man. That'd be good. And he's been in the church the longest. Yeah, since, yeah. Since its infancy, man. Yeah, he's he's been there, bro. It's, it's was amazing. he there for the beginning of Pastor Gunkel? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he, he was discipled by Pastor Gunkel. So a lot of the guys in our church were initially discipled by Pastor Sean Gunkel, who is in Brazil. Yeah, it, it um, I forget the name of the city in Brazil. Uh, but he is in Brazil now. He mm-hmm. he was a missionary in Argentina and raised up a work there, and then came came back to the to the United States and can continue to uh. uh Take, taking over the pastor, uh, the pastoral role there in a church in Hollywood, Florida, and mm-hmm. then felt the calling to go be a missionary again, and he's out in Brazil right now. Yeah. So a lot of the guys that a lot of the longstanding members that have been here for more than sixteen years, mm-hmm. their first pastor was Pastor Gunkel. Pastor Gunkel. And he's a I, heavy hitter. He is man. Oh that, my gosh, that dude, man. I I call him the White Tiger, bro. <sighs> man, I've listened. Like in my head, when I see him, I'm, I'm like. <laughs> That's a fierce white Siberian the guy, tiger, bro. <laughs> the guy is intense, man. Like, his energy. 
you know how like some people have like an aura that they put off oh, like his his aura is just like it's, it's it's intensity bro like if it had a color it's red <laughs> and the, but a good red a good red because good it's approachable right yeah he's a very very approachable guy but very sharp and you can tell when you when you're talking to him he's he's actively listening he He's sharp. He's man. The guy. I remember when I when I, I first got to the church and I and I heard of Pastor Gunkel and I think you gave me some of his previous uh, sermons, yeah. the CDs, and I listened to him, man. And it was just like, man, it's just like you know, Pastor Morales. You know, the thing, the one caveat here. I love our fellowship because we have so many different styles of preaching. Yeah. So many different types of preaching. Mm-hmm. We got the the Pastor Alvin Smith, you know. Yes. We had Pastor Greg Mitchell. Yes. We have uh, Pastor uh, Colonna, mm-hmm. you know, and these are all different styles. Pastor Morales, all different styles. Yeah. But we're all it's all the same word. Yeah. But I, there's something about Pastor Gunkel's delivery, and his like just the way he de- just the way he delivers it to you, man. It just it hits you at your at your core, and it's a challenging like. He talks with like a challenging spirit yeah. that makes you want to do better. Kind of like your like 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 your football coach, right? Type sort of you know, right? One hundred percent. That's good. That's a good analogy. Yeah, you know, like like a football coach that's trying to rally the team. And oh it's like, God! Come on, guys. Let's you know, like I could. Yeah, you're right. Like like I could picture you know a band of brothers or right. or a, a a line of Spartans, and you've got you know the Christian version of King Leonidas challenging. You know the soldiers to raise up arms, raise up their shields, and and just hit, just oh, hit the ooh. enemy hard. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He's, Don't get me he's, started. He's a he's a great he's a great preacher. Yeah, I, I really enjoy his stuff. And then he preached the uh, the classic sermon that yeah, surrounded the brothers. So goes the war. So goes the that, war. That that was that was one of his his masterpieces. That was one of the uh, last. So I, I I I'm not qualified to speak on 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 his last sermon, but I think that that was one of his last sermons before he announced, or he had already announced that he was going to leave for Argentina. For Argentina, yeah. and it broke everybody's heart. And so yeah, um, but he he preached that. So goes the, I th- I want to say that that's the one, or give me your Isaac. Mm. It was one of those. I'm not sure man. if I heard that one. Oh, give man. me your just, Isaac. Just, I want to. I want to hear that. Yeah, come on. Man. <laughs> I want to hear that. Isaac. I want to hear that. Sorry, sorry. Man. We're, we're we're getting up. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of these guys within our church, you know, that the guys that are preaching right now, most of them were discipled under Pastor um, Pastor, Pastor Gunkel and Dustin was. and and so was Dustin, and so he's that reference point within the church that's still here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with that. When I first got saved, it was in 2006, it was in January, and Pastor Morales had came December or November of 2005 to take over mm. the church here. Right. So there was that transition. So Pastor Morales has been my pastor through and through, right. you know, and I love the guy to death. Mine as well. I, I, I wouldn't be here if it wouldn't have been for Jesus and his guidance. Right. That's how I like to put it, man. And so... But this harvesters has been a huge work, man. And you're right; it it, it did feel like a uh, conference. And even the past, the past two harvesters have felt like a building up of the maturity in the preaching. How these guys are, are delivering, right? You know? Oh man! And uh, man, we we had Pastor Mark Olson come and open up for us. Yeah, the harvesters. That was Friday night. That was on Friday night, and his sermon was "Where is the God of Wayman Mitchell?" And I'm sure that a lot of people within the fellowship have heard his sermon or that question asked. Right. 
where is the God of Wayman Mitchell? Just kind of like Elisha and Elijah, you know, that relationship of right. God, give me that double portion, you know what I mean? And so mm. him bringing that to the church where it's like, it's not over. This is this is not it. This is the beginning. Bro. Right. It's about to open up in a huge way. In a huge way. Just, and, just for a little bit of insight, a little bit of, you know, background to who Pastor Wayman Mitchell is. Pastor Wayman Mitchell is the founder of... Our fellowship. He used to be a part of the uh, Foursquare Four Gospel Church, yep. Foursquare Church in uh, Arizona, and um, he uh, he got a calling from God to branch off and, and start another fellowship, and that's where the Potter's House, the uh, Victory Chapel, and the Door mm-hmm. all branched off for. And uh, what is it? What's the perspective? La Puerta. La Puerta. Mm-hmm. La Puerta. I don't know. If I can't. Yeah, My R's, man, are not that's as good. That's pretty good. You, you rolled it pretty good on that La one, puerta. bro. La Puerta. La Puerta. La Puerta. <laughs> I'm trying. But, um, yeah, so Pastor Wayman Mitchell, uh, I believe that started back in the 70s, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. And, and he's been the, the leader of oh, our... during the Jesus movement. Oh, during the Jesus... A bunch of hippies and... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. A lot of those pastors... Are Amazing. still around. Oh man, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's I don't want to get even sidetracked into that. <laughs> but um, he started the fellowship, and um, in 2020 of this year, he passed away at the age of 91. Yeah. 90. How old was Pastor Wayman Mitchell? Oh man, you got me there, bro. He was he was well into his 90s, and you know, just just for me, when when I heard of his passing, you know, this is one of the few times I did not feel sad. I felt as if he had completed a mission. He had arrived. And he, he like, he's, he finished, Strong. man. He sprinted to the finish line. Strong, bro. You know what I mean? You can't be upset with that. No, absolutely not. He had man. a very fulfilling life. Oh, yeah. Come living, on. living your life for God. Like, that's one, that's one blessing that we, we have as Christians that when, when, when a, when a Christian brother or a sister passes away, you don't have to be sad. We we could rejoice. We can that. rejoice yeah. that they're they're in the presence of God now. That's right. That's and right. and you know, for someone like Pastor a, a Pastor Wayman Mitchell's stature, you know, he wasn't a tall guy. No. He wasn't he was. this, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger of a man. Mm-hmm. He was you know But he was a man. But man, he was a he, Oh my gosh. Jeez. I I mean he 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 stopped. He stopped traveling last year. Was right. when he finally stopped traveling? Like right. He would. I've I've heard that 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 he would get home, and he wouldn't even know what time it was. Like right. Because would, all the different times he would shifts. travel from here to Australia to different conferences and all around the world. Where we have our fellowship, where it's it's grown. You right. Know? And 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 here I am. You know <laughs> the you know pretty much Pastor William Mitchell the. the father of the faith almost of the fellowship you right. know what i mean and so right. he's he's this is how hard he's hitting the ground and 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 he's like man he's just getting it just getting bro, it for god in his 90s it's 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 inspiring man it is really like, it's like really inspiring I, like i pray you know when i get to that if i even make it to that age right that i am still going strong like that it's Some a way, it's a blessing to make it into your 90s bro tell me about let it. alone make it into your 90s while serving god and Fulfilling your your ministry, yeah, ministering the gospel, bro. Oh my gosh, and, man, and, and and still sharp like a two edged sword, man. You right. Know? So, so yeah, that's 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 why we get to that's why we get to benefit from you know the uh, blessing of the preaching mm-hmm. and and the challenging of the word and harvesters, which is a harvesting. All of our baby works come back, and our men are challenging the church, and we could see them. Mm-hmm. We could see them and their fruit. 
an amazing thing, bro. And so this um, this this last Harvesters was definitely awesome. Um, pastor, our pastor, Pastor Morales, closed, closed it out with an amazing sermon called Man in the Mirror. And he referenced the book that's actually named Man in the Mirror. And I'm almost done with it right now. Like, like I've been... Yeah, I've, I've been doing the audio version of it. Oh, it's audio. Yeah. Oh, it's. Great. I got another Audible credit it's, available. I'm telling you, you I'm going to use, use it. it. You should use it for that because I use two different audios. I I use Scribed mm-hmm. because it's a lot cheaper and there's a lot more. You don't need credits in order to download a book. Uh, it's you just pay your monthly payment. And Scribed. S C R I B D. Yes, that's exactly the one. Gotcha. Now this isn't the plug for Scribed. This is just something that I recently started <laughs> using. And We're not cool sponsored. If, it, it'd be cool if Scribe could sponsor That'd be us. Nice. That'd, That'd be, be nice. awesome. No because I use them all all the time but um so I have a lot of books there but some books you can't find some books mm-hmm. you can only find on audible right. and it's easier for me because I'm, I'm running around work traveling here and there you know stuff like that it's it's just easier uh, for me to be be able to take in you know instead of listening to music or whatnot right know? and and so I, I downloaded it on my wife's audible she uses audible so mm-hmm. she used one of her credits for this book but the cool thing about this book is that it could it's 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 um, the title of the book is Man in the Mirror, but also it, it says twenty four problems that that men face, mm. right? And it's something in the beginning of the book that that says if your wife gets a hold of this, she is gonna want to read it. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it also <laughs> it it gives it a little bit of an insight. You know, on some of the problems that we that face. we deal with as men. Exactly, where it's interesting to them, where it's like, huh? I didn't know that. You know, kind of like let me. It's almost like peering into the mind of the man a little bit. That's you know? a dangerous place. And, it is a dangerous place. Oh, it's a dangerous place. It is. Sometimes man. there's nothing there, actually. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> the nothing box. Oh, <laughs> man. That nothing box feels great. But that's not... Who's the author of that book? Do you know? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I'll put you on the spot. Off, put you on the spot. The top of my head. You just like to put me on the spot, hey, bro. Man, During the podcast. It. Jeez, man. <laughs> my God. So you said 20, 25 things? 24 things. 24 things. Yeah. It, it says uh, solving the 24 problems men face. And the author is... Um, Patrick M. Morley. Patrick and, M. Morley. Yes, and so past Pastor Morales finished. You know the the night of the harvesters, last night of the harvesters, um, preaching. Uh, his sermon was was that was the title, but it it he talked about difficult people. He talked about looking in the mirror hmm. and the the transforming touch, and 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 how how God helps us with these things. In when when he talked about difficult people, it's pretty much who we come in contact with, you know, and you know, the intent of on on stirring up trouble everywhere they go type sort of people. Right. We meet people like this at work, man. Oh yeah. You know, just we meet just want to like cause problems, work, you issues, know? and uh, just 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 in general, that that right there was an amazing. And he gave the analogy of him going. He loves the fish. Yeah, we know he, pastor loves to oh, fish. Oh, yeah, our pastor loves to fish. Hey, Ernie, you want to go fishing? Hey, hey, come on. Hey, come on, let's go. Got a boat? Five o'clock in the morning, let's go. Five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> pastor, I got to go to work. <laughs> hey, forget it. Forget work. Let's go. I hope our pastor never hears this. Bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Gonna, I hope he does. Gonna, I'm, 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 I'm going to add on to the lashes on my back for all these years of rebukes, bro. This is going to be another one. Oh, my uh, gosh. No, but so in, in fishing, because mm-hmm. I've gone fishing with him a number of times. Yeah, as is I. And um, you've actually had a catch. I've never <laughs> 
had a catch, bro. I've never. I'm not a fisherman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't do fishing. I could get on the boat all day. I, I love being on the boat. It is. It you is know? nice being I, out I there. I, I I love being out to sea, bro. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I kind of embraced when I was right. in, the Navy, in the Navy, and we'd go hit the Mediterranean. And even when the waves were like ten foot swells, I loved it. It's something about it that you just gotta embrace, man. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's beautiful. I never get seasick and stuff, and so it's it's good. But going with Pastor, uh, you know, there it, it's 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 a, it's a test of your patience, man. Yeah, you know. And so within this, he talked about how sometimes you go skunk, and how sometimes you. You you go out, and it was an encouragement to mm-hmm. everyone, including the pioneer pastors of oh, the yeah. churches, to continue to evangelize, continue to hit the streets, continue to reach the lost, not to lose that. And it's okay when sometimes you go skunk. Right. But when you get that catch. Man, does oh, it feel good. Come on, somebody. <sighs> oh, baby. And that's that's something I, I really I really admire about pastor. Because, you know, we have stories. You know, there's a few men. We've been out fishing with pastor. And you know it. It like you said, it has been, it's been a, a test of your patience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, because you know sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's late. You know, you get whatever. You didn't bring snacks. You didn't bring. <laughs> you didn't bring dehydrated. a protein bar. You didn't realize that it, it, that 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 it was gonna be. It was meant to be a two hours, but it turned into seven. A seven yeah, hour it, trip, it turned you know? into a twenty four hour. Easy, easy. But um, but you know, one thing that I, I found interesting and three the, days. <laughs> one thing that I found interesting is that. The same, the same path, the same passion that that pastor puts into catching fish is the same passion that he puts into catching souls. And you know, like he'll go out there, you know, and be out there all day, and no guarantee to catch anything, no guarantee to you know catch that that fish or whatnot. But he takes that same that same passion and that same. Um, optimism towards winning souls for the kingdom, like he'll like you that think because that's the that's the spirit that you have to have when you're out there pioneering. You have to have that same passion. Like I'm, I'm gonna go out on outreach, just me and the wife and the kids, and there's no guarantee that during this outreach that we're going to yield fruit the next day in service. Right. But I'm gonna go out there anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna keep going out. And even if yesterday was skunk, the next day I'm still going to go out there and we're going to do it again. Because that's the spirit that you have to have as a, as a pioneer pastor. And, and I could see how that was very, very inspiring to the pioneer pastors that are out there. Even though you know I've never been out to the field, I can still, I can still imagine the, the challenges that one would have to go through. Yeah. When it comes to building a church from the ground up, yeah, it's challenging. No, absolutely. And you know you have to keep that that drive to just keep going. Mm-hmm. When people slam the door in your face, mm-hmm. or people curse you out at the door, yeah. or or the no one shows up to yeah. service, and you're just preaching to your children and your wife, yeah, to go out the next day and do it all over again. That's right. Some people would think that that's madness, right? But that is determination and that's the determination that you have to have as a pastor Absolutely. and that's why i understand why you know why pastor loves fishing so much mm-hmm. because that's just burned into who he is yeah that's true to keep going back because mm-hmm. one day he's going to get that catch yeah no and it was it was that was the first time that he's ever used um 
or, or referenced his experience with fishing and related it in through preaching right in the sermon as a challenge to continue to go out there because we've all most of us in the church have been out there with him once or twice at yeah. least yeah you know you've been on his boat or whatnot he's mm-hmm. even taken couples out just to go out and look at the dolphins you know he'll right. ride all the way out there and ride all the way back you mm-hmm. know and people have have been out there with him and they could they could see that this is you know this is part of his you know his his hobby his passion out, out outside of preaching you know and and so but you could definitely see that and for him to be able to relay that finally and say, hey, have you ever thought about this, you know, about going skunk and how mm-hmm. you process that. Right. Dude, it was it was amazing, man. Yeah, it, it was, that it was, was a great sermon. It was really, really good, you know. Um, and then a week later, we finished, we closed out our harvesters on that, that Sunday, right? Our harvesters was Friday Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, yeah. And then that that same following week, beginning Thursday, was a Pioneer Rally in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Yeah. Which was another amazing You got to tell bro. me about that. It was a double dose, bro, of all of, you know, and, and this was the first time for Harvesters, just, tra- you know, coming back to Harvesters, that we we opened up our home to a lot of the visiting pastors. Uh, we, we moved to a new location with, with, with more square footage, a uh, bigger house or whatnot where we could be able to accommodate right. for, for more people. At our old town home, we could accommodate for not even half a church. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm talking about baby pioneer pastors. Y'all managed you know? to do and, it though, man. And we, we, we yeah, we, we managed to cram people in there and, and, you know, just kind of bless them. You you travel all this way. Yeah. Some are coming from Chicago. Some are coming up from Florida. Some are, are coming down from, from D.C., you know? Mm-hmm. And so... Come on, man. We let's give back, and a lot right. of them, like like Pastor G J Hernandez and his wife Claudia, help discipling in uh, in in the discipling process of mm-hmm. me and Joe's in life. Yeah, and so they are a huge reference point to me, and they're coming all the way from Cicero, Chicago. So right. I've got to be able to open up my home to him and his church, man. And you that's know? me. And, so, and that uh, Pastor G J and Claudia, that they are our spiritual grandparents because you and Josie. Um, uh, discipled me and my wife and worked with us yeah and now so now it's like that the the chain goes up and it's like so it's good it's good seeing that 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 timeline because, it is right because if it wasn't for gj there would be no you and if it wasn't for you there would be no me yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> not not saying that god wouldn't work other people you no, know i'm not trying to get it but no, just it's it. just interesting taking a step back and seeing what people impacted who and worked with who and then it went down the line and then this person got this person saved, and then and you, you it's like a it's a family reunion, man. Yeah, it, it that's what it really becomes, man. It's a it's a huge spiritual family reunion, and a lot of the people in church, you know, like I regard GJ as like my blood brother, you right. know, and and you know I, I I hold him to a high regard because he really really helped me in times where I needed where I I needed his his help and guidance, and not only that, but my wife because we were. Young in the Navy when when we first started coming coming to church, I think we were barely like twenty two years old, man. Yeah, you know, Same. and and so you know they they helped us in those tough times that young twenty two year old married couples go through. <laughs> you know, and that's the Milton the, that Milton steam. The, <laughs> that was for you, Milton. That was for you. <laughs> but no, yeah, man, and so it's an amazing time. So we were able to open up our homes back to that, you know, where. We were able to accommodate not only his church but other people's churches, and and I even did a little bit of um, 
preparing before prior to harvesters like maybe two three weeks before we had our harvesters i reached out to pastor greg cologne mm-hmm. um and i reached out to pastor colonna I, I reached out to a couple of pastors and then hey what do you guys schedule look like man i would love to host you and 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 your church or your family you know just come through the house and so right. some some of them i was able to get in here man and it was a really really good time man it That's was awesome. just just being around you know these pioneer pastors and the spirit that they give off Oh man, you know, and 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 it's pretty cool. Even when they let their hair down a little bit, you know what I mean, and, <laughs> and really grow it out, it's 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 encouraging. It is because it's like you're like me. You're like me. You're human. You're. Yeah. I see you on the stage. <laughs> I see you on YouTube, but you're here right now. And you're chilling, man. I I, I appreciate it because you had us. You had me and the wife over uh, one of the nights. I think it was Sunday night. And uh, that's when Pastor Colonna uh, yeah. was here. And I had never fellowshiped with Pastor Colonna before. Yeah. And so I looked at him as like, a, you know. Like, he, like like here I have a conference speaker. Bro, yeah, yeah. You know, Pastor right. Colonna, he's he's another one of those guys that he, he looks intimidating yeah. until you talk to him. And he's genuinely a really good guy. Yeah, he is. And so I was really grateful that we were able to sit down and have a conversation. And... Um, like man, you're looking at him like a superstar, like dude. I mean, and he proved it even more so. Yeah. When we started talking about the cold brew oh coffee, dude, that's been in the back of my mind since understand. we had that conversation. You don't understand. We bro. need to start a cold brew, bro. You, coffee, bro. Black that is, coffee. That is the manliest thing I've ever seen or heard. When he was, oh my God. and it wasn't even him bragging about it. It was <laughs> one of his disciples that was here mentioned it, and, right. and two of them were here, and they're like, "No, no, no, Ernie, you don't understand. You don't understand. Like this is he has like the handle, you know, and even the big goblet that you fill, you know, uh, it, 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 it feels like uh, it feels like you're in a Viking, a Viking. era, you know, and <laughs> you're sitting there with you know this cold brew that's just pouring down into your cup, and you're sipping it and from a keg. It. From a, from a kegerator. That's insane. We got to do it, bro. I'm like, I'm so inspired. I got to do more research. No, so I did some research. Yeah. And, and I saw some offer up things. And this is just an aside thing. And I don't want to put too much out there because I don't want to, you know, spoil it. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things that I'd rather do it and then be able to talk, talk about, about it. Hey, this is what we have now, you know? But <laughs> it's going to happen. Ooh. It's going to happen, bro. That's going to kick up the intensity of these podcasts, oh, bro. Oh, right. People are oh. off the walls. <laughs> Yeah, he said it was so strong that his wife only allows him to have one cup. Because if he has two, then he's he's everywhere. He's all jittery. He's jittery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's just he keeps talking like. So I'm I'm, I'm intrigued, man. Like that blew me away. That Whoa. was really manly. Who who needs a pre workout when you oh when you got that a shot of cold brew going through oh. your system? Woo. Come on. Oh man, you get out there and flip all them tires twenty times a piece, bro. You know? You're telling man, just thinking about it, I want to go flip some more tires. <laughs> but so yeah, that's um, we had him over, so that's pretty cool. You got to enjoy that. Yeah, that's that right. was that was a good time. That's right, man. And so we we were able to do that, and that was it. We did it for them, but we ended up benefiting from that. Oh like, yeah, there's a lot of key nuggets that I got from a lot of these guys, man, and just being able to, you know, when when you hear somebody speak and somebody's you you hear what they're saying, but you could see their heart mm-hmm. behind what they're saying. Right, that's on a whole nother level because it's he's so simple, right. he's so simple. But it but what he's saying just carries so much weight. Yeah, because of the heart behind of what he says. Right, and that's 
that affected me big time. Like it was pretty cool. He doesn't even know how much it uh, it affected me, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, he, that, he's he's a, he's a really awesome pastor. Yeah, he is, man. Along with with the other guys, past Pastor Greg Cologne also, and and GJ and 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 all the other men that that we have out there. They 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 all preached their hearts out, man. And it they was did. Awesome. But then going into the Pioneer Rally, oh my gosh, one of my favorite pastors, Pastor Campbell. Oh. Heavy hitter. Oh my gosh, heavy, he is heavy hitter. Like I would love to go to one of their Chandler conferences, and I know that they've had, you know, that they recently had one, I think. But yep. I would love to just go to one of them, just to, you know, be around the men that are part of that branch of the fellowship, you know. And um, dude, it's he he preached such a heavy hitter. The first one was becoming a man. That was the title. Ooh. Becoming a man, and he's preaching on maturity. And, uh, dude, it was, it was amazing. Like, there's so many key nuggets and quotes that I, that I got from that, that till this day helped me, you know, because part of becoming a man is you, you have to be able to process things maturely, right? you know, and that's something that, that, that comes within time where God drops that revelation nugget on you. 100%. And then sometimes you learn like me the hard way (laughs) (laughs) where you go through things and it's, hard bro that's like the you run rubber. the gambit but on the oh. outside of it you get oh. you get the revelation like lord what is going on <laughs> why is this happening and it's like you could if you don't process it right you could you could lose oh yeah you could lose out on on the blessing that's right around the corner on destiny yeah on destiny yeah you're right a hundred percent you could lose out on destiny on what god has for you mm. and throw in the towel right before it's Right before the blessing is right around the corner. Right around the corner. So he said, he said this, this, this one thing that really, really, like I, I heard it, and even speaking to other people afterwards, I would say this, and 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 they would say it with me. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was something that came out of him that everyone caught. Everyone caught. Everyone caught, and it's, it's the people who caused you the most pain, are the ones who prepared you the most in your purpose in God. Oh, wow. And and so he says, you know what? Whoever calls you the most pain, invite them over. Mm. Treat them, break bread with them. As in, and don't tell them this, but as in, uh, hey, thanks. It's because of you. It's because of the betrayal, you know? And it's, it's yeah, because part of the process is right. people are going to betray you, you yeah. know? And things that you have to take in. There's a lot more to the sermon that I'm skipping, but, you know, that's one of the things that, that, that resonated with me and not only people who have caused me pain but how I've caused other people pain right, right, you know? right. and you know un- unknowingly in the decisions that, that, that people choose to make that I chose to make and how we don't take into account the repercussions yeah you know like you 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 throw you you, you, you pull a pin from a grenade and you drop it in the middle of a glass room and you don't even look back and watch it you don't even look back and watch it uh, watch it and you all all the mirrors burst into a thousand pieces. All the glass is is, is mm. blown up. And then you walk back in and you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. You could begin to put the pieces back up, but there's no perfect. It's not going to be perfect. It's never anymore. going to be the same again. Something is different. Something right. has changed. And how to process that change. Mm. It's amazing, bro. So it's, it's along the lines of well, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. The, the 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 situations that you go through in life are the things that 
mold you and, and it calluses you to where you can handle that situation or help somebody through that same situation later. Yeah, yeah, right? that's right. So it's 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 kind of like like if you when you go through something, God gives you the tools that you need. Yep. To help somebody else with that. Yeah, that's right. Like like whether it be marriage issues, like if if you go through marriage issues and then you fix it and you come out of it, mm-hmm. then the next person you see that's going through the same thing, you'd be like, oh man, you could check this out. To that. This is what you're doing wrong and give them what I went through this is what I went through and this is how we got around it yeah right because if you if you you live a life where you go you go through life unscathed and you have no battle scars no injuries no experience how are you going to help people Mm -hmm. you can't yeah you can't you can try Mm -hmm. you can probably read something out of a book right you know but but people can tell when you, when you're when you're saying something with heart, mm-hmm. or if you're just repeating something that you're reading, right? Yeah. And it means more when when you when someone's giving you advice because they've been through it, versus you know oh well this is what I read. Uh, apparently you're supposed to you're supposed to make a list of uh, of ten things that you you don't like that she does and 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You sit down and you have real conversations with people and, and and it touches people in a different way because you've been through it, man. Yeah. That's a good sermon. I think the first time I've heard um, uh, Pastor preach, what, Pastor, uh, I'm blanking? What's his name? Uh, Pastor? Campbell. Campbell. Yes. Thank you. Pastor Campbell preached was at a men's discipleship, man. Mm-hmm. And man, he goes in and he's, like you said, like when he drops... He drops that word that everybody catches. Mm-hmm. He's one of those pastors that just you hang on every word. Yeah, yeah, man. And he he's not a fast talker, but when he says something, it penetrates, man. Yeah, I mean, he touched on so many different things, bro. It's how how we should grow up emotionally, problems that 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 affect us. You know, you'll never mature if 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 it's always about you. Mm. You know, and it's like that's true, bro. Mm-hmm. If if things are always about you, and it's like, well, how do I benefit from this? Yeah, that that makes a really small package, bro. Oh, you yeah. Know? And and I'm speaking <laughs> from experience because I've had that attitude before. Right. You know, I and think we not, all have. You know, and 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 that's why where where it's like, okay, well, how do I what do I get out of this? You know, and it's like, man, you're you're making for a real small package when you say something like that. What's in it for and, me? Yeah, that's right. And, and dude, just so many different things. How, how we process life and how people play the victim sometimes and how that's child child's play oh, when you play the victim the, vic- that's, that's the victim card play. is the worst man in this generation oh you victimhood, see it in the world man. right now victimhood in so many different aspects you could even look into the the political to the economical to the at real life just work in general people that you run into whether you're in the military or you're you're working a regular job you know the regular nine uh nine to five you have people that play this card and you can see the immaturity in them where it's, it's horrible it, it it it's oppressive man it is and, it, and it's just like with those people they have no control or no ownership over their own action oh come on somebody it's like you said the magic word, bro. Dude, and that's ownership. It's bro. so bad, man. And it's just like everybody wants to lay down and point the finger and say, 
it's because of this person that I'm this way. Yeah. And you know what? That stuff can can leak into the church. It can. And in 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 and, and in our church, our size and how long it's been around, I've seen it play out. You know. Where, yeah. You know, I've 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 seen that play out. The I've even played that card. You know, if I'm gonna be transparent and put my myself out there, right? I'm speaking from experience where there was a point where I was dry. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I had fallen, and with within that, I was backslidden in my heart. And I began to kind of look at my my pastor and say, "This this was your fault. It's his fault, you know." But I mean, if you keep your heart right with God mm-hmm. and you can and you continue with the basics, you know, of reading your Word, going to prayer, right. meeting with God daily, right. evangelism, God will work these things out of you, yeah. and and then God will make a way or present an opportunity where you could reconcile these things. And so I've I've had that re- that that reconciliation with my pastor years ago in different times where I felt that, and now it's gotten to the point where it's like, hey pastor, can I holler at you, man? I've I I I'm running into an issue, and I think I'm the problem, and mm. I need I need you to be my mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a recent conversation with him like that, where it's like, pastor, I need you to be my mirror on this, man. And that's good. And he's able to he's that allows him not to you know play patty cake with me. That allows him. To be able to take now, you got to be ready for what you gotta, you're gonna hear. <laughs> Absolutely, you got to be able to process that, and right. sometimes it takes some maturity to be able to take that because it's gonna be a tough pill to swallow. Not everything that's gonna come out of his mouth is gonna be cotton candy. Yeah, it's not gonna just tickle your ears. If you're asking him to keep it real, he's gonna keep it real, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've realized. But he's a pastor, so he's he's wise with what he says. You right, know? right, right, so right. He has that wisdom of experience, years of experience, and he <laughs> says one of these things across the pulpit where 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 he's like. It, it scares me when men say, "Pastor, I'm an open book. You can speak into my life." And I'm clay, and I whatever mode. you see in my life, you know, say. And 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 he's like, "Those are the same people that I say something, and I see something wrong, and I say something to them, and then they look at me and end up leaving the church or or backbiting or saying, tuck ah, their tails and run who, away. Who do you think you are? You know, I'm a man right. just like." And he's like, "So do me a favor, just don't do that." Don't you do know, that. he's like, and he he put that out recently. No, he put that out a while ago. I've heard him say yeah, it. And yeah, and he said it throughout the years. Where it's and he's right, guys. That are it's almost like I don't know. They're caught up in the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Stirred in the moment, inspired, inspired because they want to be discipled. They want right. to be a disciple, you know, but they have hidden sin or something like that. Mm. Overcompensation. There's, yeah, there's a front that they're putting up, and then pastor can see through that. He has right. discernment, and right. he's like, "Well, what what about this?" And then they they get all funky, and then they fizzle out, mm. you know. And so when I have that moment with him, I'm like, you know, hey, no, I, I just need you to be my mirror, man. Like seriously, tell me how it is help me with this man and and i present the situation to him and i become transparent and he's he's able to help me you know and so but that takes maturity that's along the same lines of what pastor campbell was talking about you know and he he, he gave a lot of examples with the within the bible you know of he said this king saul wasted his whole life over a chorus you know that chorus where 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 people were singing. You know after David was winning so many right, wars, right, right. you know Saul slays his thousands. You know and but but David slays his ten thousands. Mm-hmm. You know and he pretty much wasted his life because that's where it began. That's where that bitterness and that jadedness began. So Saul wasted his whole life over a chorus, over a song that mm. you know what I mean. If he would have just seen that what David was doing was onto the Lord, right. And just hey, process you know it right. I'm glad I got a guy like that exactly. by my side, serving. Ooh. You know, 
And he said that, and towards the end, he ended it with the elder brother when he's talking about the prodigal son, mm -hmm. which is a different aspect in that story. Because he's talking about the prodigal son, you know, which is the one that's younger, and he's like, Dad, I want my inheritance. I want to cash out now. That's something that should normally wait as the, the father passes the, away. Yeah, the father passes away. You gain the inheritance, which is the riches. And he takes these riches. The father gives it to him. He's like, all right, this is what you want. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And he takes these riches and goes, lives in the world, ends up eating with the pigs, which is, you know, for the for bottom of the bottom, the bottom of the barrel. And then realizes his, his state and says, man, why am I over here if in my father's house he has servants that do this, you know, mm -hmm. like, let me let me go back to the father. And this is a picture of of us going back into the world, going back into the world and then but coming then, back. To but then realizing, Jesus, you're the real you're the way. And you know, and but he says that once once he returns, that he the father oh, well, he welcomes him with open arms, which is the same way that Jesus and even pastors welcome backsliders, right? With open arms, it's like once you leave, like I didn't kick you out, you chose to leave. We were waiting for you to come back. Yeah, and that's why whenever I see backsliders in the street or in the grocery store, I, I I'm like, hey hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't give them like a stank eye. Ah, you left, nah, because I don't know what their situation right, is. Right, right. And I know that there's hope. There is you know, always hope, and so, but he gives that aspect of, you know, he welcomes the father, welcomes back the prodigal son, and but the older brother, is like jaded, mm. and he's like, I've been here, I've been faithful, and I've been, and this and this and this, and you give him the ring, you give him the the, the fatted robe, calf, do you sacrifice the fatted calf, and this is that, you know, and his father's look, looking at him like, you missed the point, bro. you're missing it. And so what Pastor Campbell said, you know, as far as a reference in that is, I can measure your maturity by how you process people that receive something they didn't deserve. Mm. I can measure your maturity in your heart. Mm. If you see some, you know, somebody receive something that they don't deserve. They don't deserve. But that's the kingdom of God, bro. None of us deserve right. this. So it, it takes a certain maturity to realize you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yo, oh no, absolutely. Oh, that's some that's man. something that's something I had to I think all of us have to check. It's just like it just even outside of the, the, the church world, man. Like you, you know, you see somebody driving a a Mercedes. And it's like And you're like, uh, what are they doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Probably wait. a drug dealer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is the first thing that goes through your through your head, right? But why not be like Praise God, man. Yeah, like praise God, right. he has a good car. Right, cool. He probably worked really hard for. It. He probably deserves it. Don't know his situation. I don't know his situation, yeah. but your default is to, uh, what did he do to get that? The you know negative. what I'm saying? No, for sure, bro. <laughs> I deserve that, not him. For sure, man. And that's something that we have to check as as men, as pe you know, it's not even just men, women too. Yeah, you know, yeah, trying to keep right. up keep up with the Joneses. Maybe oh, the Joneses got this self discipline. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, the Joneses, Joneses are got doing to where they're at because they because they, they serve they got God. Maybe yeah. because maybe the Joneses are, are are born again Christians. Yeah, you never know. They live in the in God's will and God is blessing them. That's right. Be happy for the Joneses. That's right. That's a, that sounds like a sermon that, topic, that right? Does, man. Be that happy does. for the Joneses. Be happy for the Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> are you that bitter neighbor? You, you know? know, peering through your window, like look at that car. You know, like, oh what are they man, doing over there. Oh. No, and then he he preached on the, and also aside from him, Pastor Heinberg, Jonathan Heinberg. Ooh. 
Pastor Wayman Mitchell's nephew, right? Oh my gosh, is it is bro, Pastor Wayman Mitchell's nephew? Why do you right? putting me on the spot, bro? I be- like, seriously, <laughs> you asked me these questions. I mean, I know I that believe, I had a hand. I believe in he's either, you, but I believe he's Pastor Wayman Mitchell's right nephew. <laughs> I believe he, yes, Pastor Heinberg does the voiceovers for all of the end of the year videos for like word um, evangelism, word evangelism videos, word evangelism, the, is where the, I Pastor Heinberg, yes. He I is believe amazing. Right. He has an anointing over his life, man, from the Mitchells. And, you know, Ooh. it's 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 just, it, it was a blessing. Bro, it was good. Yeah. All right, just straight up. It was good. <laughs> and I needed it, yeah. you know. And past, but Pastor Joe Campbell preached this other sermon, you know, called Who Eats at Your Table. Mm. And speaking about who do you, you know, who do you, who do you open up your house to along the same lines of, of, do you only open up your house to those that you're cool with or... Mm anybody you right. know and 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 so he, <laughs> he he said he said something along the lines of do you spend most of your time with people with with people who are are saved and are going to heaven and call that ministry Ooh, he's like that's not ministry they don't need you <laughs> you're preaching to the like, choir he's like where's your focus bro Ooh. that's what he said like who eats at your table right right you know do you like like me and you, we'll hang out. We don't hang out as often as we used to, right, as we like to, because of busyness right, of right. life, and we get caught up. You work a different schedule mm-hmm. than I do, and stuff. And but when we do link link up, it's it's to embrace each other and lift each other up. Right. It's always a good time, man. Right. And so, along with any of the other older saints that are that have a solid, it's good to get around folks and be able to let your hair down. No like minded folks, right? Exactly, but. If that's all you're hanging out with, then, then you're where's just, your focus? You're just partying at that point. Bro, that's exactly what he said. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so exactly. I hear that sermon. I know, I know, which is. Uh, you're, bro, just, you're just partying. You're parlaying, man. Because the mission the mission is to go out and find people who don't know who Jesus is, who don't know who God is, and to disciple them and tell them the good news and that's who should be coming to your table not the people who already got it right yeah that's right. that's like giving the cure to cancer to people who don't have cancer yeah that's right exactly so he said you you, you miss you minister what you are mm-hmm. right which obviously if you have your heart right you know then you're gonna minister it's gonna be pulled out of you whoever you're ministering to whoever you're trying to evangelize to or invite over your house a new convert or whatnot a new believer or whatnot right so he said you minister what you are when no one is looking mm-hmm. you know that that's that's who you are ministry isn't talent it's the art of people and loving them bro mm. you know the lost and the broken so you know he he, he said that and he he touched on a lot of those 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 topics and and it it was really it was an eye op- not only an eye opener but it was really really good you know uh, when when he's he's asking about who you bring to your table you know is it only when you got something to benefit from it or mm. is it is it you know do you do you entertain those that have nothing to offer right you know like it, that's there's an art to to loving people. It's not just automatic. It's something that you that you cultivate, right? You know, and uh, some sometimes having the having the heart of God. Yeah, that's right. You know, and just seeing people and trying to trying to help them, just genuinely help them, bro. And uh, so it, it it was just all really really good. And a lot of men came came back from that encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, we even have like the little little group message that we started from the the harvesters back in Jacksonville that has been you're part of that group. Yeah, the group is a couple good. of other guys. It's been growing little little by little. A lot of 
there's a lot of different levels of um, of folks that have been come come to church for a while to new believers in that group. Most of the people from that group we've actually had on the podcast already. We've yeah. had Morty. Yeah. We've we had have. Milton. Yeah, we've we had have. Alejandro. Yeah, we have. Um, who else? We Avery's also in the group. He is. We haven't had him though. David. We David. Well, David is in. David's Romanian. new, right? Deployed. And he's he's, he's deployed right well, now. Well, David has been raised in the church. Yeah, right. He so, knows a lot. So he he has he comes from the Hawaii church and he got stationed here. And now he's coming to our congregation. Yeah. And so we're the ones that are kind of keeping up with him as far as the church goes and the men in the church. He's doing good. He's like he is doing good, man. From from the group message, man. Like from the group message. Yeah. I see some of his responses and. In my mind, I so I didn't know he had a church background. Mm. I didn't know he was raised in church. So I'm, I'm seeing his responses, yeah. and the way he's engaging Ivan, who's who's also been on the podcast. Yeah, he has. Um, and man, he's sharp. He is, man. He's he really is. sharp, and I, I saw that, and it, it was encouraging, man. I was like, man, it even it even made me want to like step my game up. Yeah, and they, I think that's the, the word that's the more. beauty of of this group. Yeah, that we that that was started. That's right, and uh, you know I think that's that's the purpose as well to to help each other, yeah, and, and uplift each you. other, yeah, yeah that, encourage. That's right, along the same lines of Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Yeah, right, and so we, I, I I've referenced that a lot because it it comes in, it's you can see it evident, you know. Yeah, but the uh, trick is not the trick, but the the main constant should be keep it simple. Yeah, you know, let's stick to the basics. Me basics. and you were talking about this, right? right? The basics of prayer, you know, reading your word. You know, um, it's it's good to study your 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 Bible, but when you get it's study the word. Just you know study I mean? the word. Yeah, just study the word. Just you study know? the word. Me- like, memory verses that you could use when witnessing to somebody. Right. It doesn't have to street be street preaching or something. It doesn't have to be overly complicated, man. Like, and and when when I think of what we're talking about here, it makes me think about. When people come and ask you, like they see you lost weight or something, mm-hmm. and they ask you for advice, mm-hmm. they want to know what's the secret. Yeah, what are you doing? Right, right, right. Is there? Are, are you doing like some crazy program? Is it? Is it keto? Mm-hmm. Is it the Atkins diet? Are you doing Whole Thirty? Mm-hmm. What is it that you're doing? Like, yeah. nah, man, I'm doing the basics. Mm-hmm. I'm watching my diet and I'm exercising, mm-hmm. and that's the same way we have to look at discipleship and just being. A Christian, mm-hmm. keep it simple. This is yeah. stuff that's been, you know, being done for forever. Yeah, that's right. Since the beginning of Christianity. Yeah, they didn't right. have apologetics then. No, they didn't. They didn't have. They weren't eloquent speakers. If if anything, those that were theologians around that time were the Pharisees. Right. And Jesus. Was and they were the worst. Like, yeah, Jesus. They were vipers. Like, like you're. Your your knowledge puffs you up, man, and you have lost like you lost you the vision. You, you don't lost, have any love for the people. You lost track of what this is all about. Yeah, that's right. And so, if we stick to the basics, just waking up, going to prayer in the morning, mm-hmm. reading your word, mm-hmm. sharing the gospel with other people. Yeah, that's right. It it, it really isn't that complicated. It's not. It's just, it's just basic. And you know what? I've even I listen to different podcasts and I I've listened to, to different books. Some secular, some some Christian. And even then, a lot of these books are like manly books. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you see that there's a common constant, which is, hey, uh, not only keep it simple, but keep a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, or they they say meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, medit- meditate on the God that that you right. believe in. Right, you know? right. And and there's certain basic things that you do mm-hmm. that men do. You know, 
that keep each other going because yeah. that will get you through the highs and the lows <clears throat> of life. So, yeah, that's 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 a really good. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up and that that came out of you. You know, because yeah. it, it 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 shows that that's that that's the the, the mind of God, so to speak. Because that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. I just didn't want to. I, I didn't want to be the one to say it, yeah. you know. So that that came from you, and you, you know, you you've been a long-standing member of the church too. And not only that, but you've been living life here, mm-hmm. you know. And one of the acronyms that come into mind that the Navy <laughs> uses is are you kiss? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> kiss, man. The Navy Keep uses it, simple, it in every in everything that I was that I've been involved in. I have heard it repeated by leaders time and time again. Kiss, and I was like, "Kiss? What the heck? What are we talking about? Talking about? Yeah, what kiss me? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, like, come on, man. You ain't got to overcome. Why reinvent the wheel? Don't you know? overthink it. If it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh man, bro, pretty good conversation, man. Really good, really good. Talked a lot about a lot of deep, you know, not not deep philosophical things but real life you know real life I mean? and, uh the word of god and uh for for those that can relate you know uh we're normal <laughs> yeah. we just we just have a mindset of god man and we just want to make it uh you know there's there's destiny out there not only for me but for my children for your children mm-hmm. and uh you know what if we keep steady eddie then we'll end up seeing those destinies and those those blessings come to pass Absolutely. Right? Just stay the course, man. But, uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good place to wrap it up, man. I think we had some really good conversations. And, man, just I, if any takeaways from this, man, uh, Harvesters was amazing. Yes. Right? Um, I, even though I didn't make it, the Pioneer Rally was amazing. Yes. I can always, you can know anybody listening, you can go back on YouTube and, um, you can find these sermons from yeah. the Pioneer Rallies. Oh, yeah, you can. Everything that we're mentioned in here uh, today. Yeah, fact check it. Fact check it. <laughs> you know, fact check us. Challenge us. Like, yeah. uh, we, we gave the email uh, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, KTB Podcast at, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter at the KTB Podcast. We would love to hear you guys' feedback, uh, constructive criticism. Like I said, me and Ernie here, we're trying to do something different. We're trying to do something for our generation. We're trying to make an impact in one way or another yeah. in this in the, in this short time that we have here on Earth, man. And we just we just want to we want to reach as many pe- people as possible. We want to hear what you guys got to say. So um, I love it. I got nothing else. That's right. All right then. KTB out. Later. <laughs> <laughs>